Welcome to another exciting episode of the Business of Digital podcast, featuring your hosts, Matt Siltala and Dave Rohr. Hey guys, excited to have you on another one of these Business of Digital podcast episodes. And as always, we have Dave over there. How's it going, bud? It is going. It is going crazy for the two of us trying to figure out places to record. <laughs> yes, I'm trapped in a closet right now, so I apologize to anyone listening if the normal great sound that I have is not up to par. <laughs> Something about contractors and a week behind on flooring. Two weeks behind. Oh, three? Oh, that's it? So, anyway, hopefully... We're going to find out something today, but yeah, house is pretty torn up and so I appreciate you guys dealing with us, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, you went ahead and started, uh, you, you just stopped us from our chat earlier and said, hey, we need to be recording. So yeah, um, this has been a fun one already and so I'm looking forward to getting into this one, but what we're going to dive into today, guys, is why brands need to always think local and uh, Dave had a pretty good exercise going and this was based on a tweet that you saw. Uh, this idea, right, Dave? It was based on a tweet, which is based on a book that some people have probably heard of. Um, it's called Speaking American by Josh Katz. And over the last couple of years, I think I've seen variations of this or some of this data pop up every now and then. And I just happened to see it, I don't know, last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, this original, tw- this Facebook post I found, which has a bunch of stuff, is from 2017 when the book came out. Uh-huh. So we've all seen it from time to time, but it's still interesting. Um, um, Oh, I was grilling you. So here, here's some examples. (laughs) Depending on where you live in the U.S., so this is just U.S., other places call it. Well, here's an example. What do you call where you put the stuff in your car? Like Like if you were to open up and put your groceries in it, what do you call it? Oh, we call it a trunk. Yeah, unless you're in the U.K., then it's the boot. Oh. So, you know, the boot. We have happy hour. They have tea time. Like, you know. Interesting. Um, although I do know some of my UK friends that do enjoy happy hour as well. But <laughs> they've, been, they've been to America too many times. Yeah, that, there's, there's probably that. So here's another example. Do you call it fireflies or lightning bugs? Fireflies, of course. Because you're on the West Coast. We call it lightning bugs here. Really? Yep. Interesting. Um, do you call it a tag sale, rummage sale, yard sale, or garage sale? Well, this one's tough because we kind of are a mix between yard and garage garage sale here, but I would say probably mostly garage sale. Which is funny because Arizona, Utah, where where you've also, you grew up in New Mexico, you kind of live amongst where it's a bit like hazy. They cover both of it, it seems. Like parts of Arizona is yard sale, part is garage sale. Oh, well, hey, I I fit the thing perfect then. Yeah, because you're kind of like, I don't know. Um, pop, soda, Coke, Coca-Cola, or soft drink? Soda. Yep. And we call it pop here. And I end up calling it, I mean, not the, not all the time. I'd say soda most of the time, but every once in a while, like I do refer to it as I need a Coke, no matter what I'm talking about. Coke seems to be the one universal one. Soft drink is a weird, like really small group in the East Coast. Yeah. I've never referred to it as that. Like, would you like a soft drink? You mean a pop? Like, you know, and then up here, I mean, Coke is headquartered in Atlanta, so it makes sense that's where they got Coke. In the words of Happy Gilmore, if I spoke like that, I'd have to kick my own, you know, I don't know if you remember that part from Happy Gilmore. 
If I dress like that, I have to kick my own. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry for all you people that call it soft drinks. I'm not. So there's a very, very small group that call, says Yints, Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. I should ask. We should Wait, ask Mr. Uh, McGinnis, who's from Pittsburgh. Uh, parts of New York, Jersey, and Pennsylvania, they say use. What are we talking about? You guys or y'all? Oh, you guys? Yeah. The only place that y'all shows up is the South. And it's like really, there is a distinct border between the quote unquote North and South where y'all and you guys is. And I, and I only say y'all when I'm making fun of y'all that are from down there. Except Kentucky, because Kentucky is silly and they say you all. But they're also right on the border, like smashed. Fun fact. Um, half of my hair, or my, my mom, that's where that's where uh, we all come from, Kentucky. But, I, but I've heard that there's an east or a west side of Kentucky, and depending on which side you are, you're, you're judged. And so I don't know exactly which side we're on, so I'm not going to let you judge me. Someone's judging you because I'm sure they know. All right, last one, and then we'll actually get into why the heck this matters. Gym shoes, sneakers, or tennis shoes? Sneakers. You are not from the East Coast, the Northeast. <laughs> How did you know? Because that's the only place, according to this, that says sneakers. Really? Although you are a sneakerhead, so I think that may be why. Ah, gotcha. That, 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 what that am I supposed to say? Refer tennis to shoes. Me. Most of the U.S. Oh, okay. is tennis shoes. Except Chicago and Cincinnati, where we say gym shoes, which is true. I'm just trying to think because, like, I grew up saying gym shoes because you wore them to gym, or you, you know, you didn't wear them to play tennis. You wear your tennis shoes to play tennis. I wore shoes, you know, or I wear my basketball shoes. Like, literally, there's words and they have meanings. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see that I've used tennis shoes a lot, but I, I would say that I've been heavily influenced over the years of of being kind of a sneakerhead, but I do call them sneakers. So that's a good point there. But then there's a bunch of other examples, like <clears throat> the last one I know that was like semi-truck, truck, 18-wheeler, tractor trailer. It all depends on where in the U.S. you are. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because so often when you're doing keyword research um, for my clients, you know, I don't have to worry about these, but when I work with local ones, I do start asking more questions around what do people call things? Like, is there a weird, like, you know, as I dig in, it's like, is there a weird name for this? Or what do people really say? Or how do they say it? You yeah. know, give me some direction. So when I do keyword research and it comes back, fireflies and lightning bugs, which one is actually, which one will make us look like we, we actually know what we're talking about and we're really local and it's not like we're some national brand or some consultant based it somewhere else that has no idea how the locals speak. Well, you know, it's fascinating for me to think about all this because, as you know, I, I lived a couple of years in the Fiji Islands and it, it was always amazing to me. Like, it's just a small island, but when I'd go to one place way over, you know, on one of the other islands because... It's a con, you know, consists of like 300 islands, but only a couple big main ones. But no matter where I travel, there was like they have their own different dialects, and oh like, yeah, like different areas where you know they would leave this word off. Like you basically have the same exact language, except certain words would be left off and the way it was pronounced. And so you'd have to like pay a little bit closer attention to exactly what they were saying because they were leaving certain 
words out of the same thing. And so, I don't, I don't know. It's just fascinating to think about that. With well, in Chicago, Chicago, I say, I say Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Just the way I say certain words like Chicago, um, Illinois, not Illinois. There is a, what is it? It's the Midwestern vowel shift or something like that. I think oh. is what it's called. It's, it, there's, it's something of vowel shift and it's people in the Midwest, specifically in certain areas, say, you know, certain words a certain way, you know, much, much more like we were just talking about, you know, completely different words. We just pronounce things differently. And there was another video I found and I actually pinged like Simon's not on Facebook. Um, I pinged a bunch of friends like Jim Banks, who we've had on before and a couple other people. And I said, Hey, how right are these? Because over in Ireland and the UK and all over there, it was, um, it was like 30, this one guy did like 30 or 35 accents and he just kept hopping from city to city just how different it is. Wow. And a lot of them were like, oh yeah, that one was really good. That one was bad. He also missed, and they, they started naming off other like regional accents that were missed. I'm like, between Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales, like Northern Ireland, like all these, it's like a minute long and it's just him saying different things in these different accents and how different they are. It's not that big of a space. Like, it's not that big of a, you know, the countries are not that big. But well, yeah, that's amazingly. what I think about with like, like when I watch shows and, and they're from Wells and they speak like this Welsh. Welsh. Yeah. And I'm like, I had no idea that that was, I mean, I couldn't understand it. It's a whole different language. Oh, and some of my friends, when they um, commented on it, some of them were like, oh my God, I can't. Uh, uh, that accent he did from blah, blah, blah was right on. He's like, you can't understand a single word they say. I'm like, that person lives like 150 miles away from you. The Scottish and, people are who I can't. And you can't understand their accent? And they were like, nope. Yeah, that's funny. Um, which is a little bit off topic. But I mean, just think about that. Just what words people say within a single country can completely change. And there's other countries in Europe and even in the U.S. or you know, Canada, for example. If you go to Quebec, hey. it's French. Yeah, you know English. English is spoken, but really French is spoken more. And the first time I ever went to Bob, which is well, whatever it is now, Bank of America ballpark. What is it now? Chase Field. Yeah, yeah. Shows you how long ago I was there. Um, (laughs) Wow. It was the first time for me going to a stadium where literally every announcement was in English and Spanish, and every sign was in English and Spanish. Oh yeah. And that was like I don't know, like. 15, 20 years ago or whatever it was. Like the first time I was there was a long time ago. But it was just, it was like weird to me. I mean, it didn't, I noticed it, but I didn't really, like it didn't register. And all of a sudden, like, I started hearing announcements and stuff and I started paying attention. I was like, whoa, everything's in both languages because of the location. Yeah. And I think when we kind of, what the whole point of this was, was. Yeah, I was going to say, how do we tie this into white brands? <laughs> <laughs> to, to rambling <laughs> it's well from keyword research for how many, how you phrase things your copy um, on a landing page your copy for your product pages your product for you know services like depending on where you are and what you sell you know if if you're a national brand versus if you're a local brand you know you might be able to get away with saying sneakers versus tennis shoes versus something else versus gym shoes if you're targeting certain local places you know if you're a national brand, you probably won't do that. 
But for those local brands that can or that are trying to speak to the constituents and customers and prospects there, I think it goes a long way. I was going to say, how tricky can we get in this? Because we all know with like social, like we could we could target very specific things, people with with ads and stuff like that. And I almost wonder if it would be beneficial with certain things like that, like with your sneakers example, you know, to target a certain demographic of people. Um, like on the West Coast with tennis shoes versus sneakers on the West or East Coast. Um, I wonder like how into it some people get with their with their social ads or just their ads in general and stuff like that. I, I just like everything, I would always say test it. I mean, I keep hearing um, the one rock station whenever I'm in my car. I don't have satellite radio, so I get to hear the local stations. And some people, some people still go in cars and you know listen to the radio. <laughs> what's what's radio? I know. You're like, what do you mean leave the house? Um, but yeah, you're leaving the house. <laughs> there's a local place that is always talking about get your CDL, get your license for this, and they always say, you know, drive a semi truck now. If they had multiple locations and they had some in the south or somewhere else. I would honestly hope that they would test 18-wheeler versus you know, semi, or... semi-truck, tractor-trailer, depending if they're in the Northeast, because then they would be localizing their pitch, their sales copy, their, you know, just everything so that it, someone hears it, it doesn't seem weird. Yeah, because it's, I was just going to say that because it seems so funny to me because like, I don't even associate the term tractor-trailer with like I'm, I'm thinking of something else like i don't even think of an 18 wheeler or a semi truck obviously 18 wheeler or semi truck i think of the same thing but but yeah it's just weird how it's all the same thing but yet it's so different well and there's another thing if you have an ad and i'm thinking about there's certain i don't know if chicago's i think a lot of places have this but i could from the house i grew up in to the highway or to this to the city I could tell you two names for almost every single street. <laughs> so you're going to go get on um, Grand Avenue, and then as you're going down 132, you're going to pass, you know, Elmhurst Road, which is 83. And as you turn on to 83, you're going to make a right, and then you're going to keep going down the road, and then you're going to hit uh, Milwaukee Avenue. Now, as you're driving down 21, you want to make sure you don't miss the turnoff to go down, you know, whatever highway. But like literally every major road. So there's Ogden, which is 34, Dundee Road, which is uh, 58. Huh. Um, you know, every road here is a main street. Oh, yeah. And also um, Grand Avenue slash 132 is also Main Street in some places. You know what I... So what? again, that's local... Well, well, you just got me thinking of something else again, because think about this, Dave. Think about how many uh, Midwest or, or Chicago transplants we have here in Arizona. I mean, think about all the, I mean, the Chicago Cubs spring train here, and they did a big push because there's so many people from that area that come out here, and we have Portillo's. And, you have Portillo's, you know, Lumonani's, Gino's. Yeah, we have all that, and and so two like, brothers bought a brewery down there, I think, just so that they can retire, vacation, have a business excuse to go down there. <laughs> so that's my point. You got to think about that when you're when you're, um, 
you know, figuring out the kind of words to use and do you use words that will attract those kind of people? I guess it all depends on the specific uh, thing that you're promoting or whatnot. But, but yeah, it brings an interesting dynamic, one that uh, one would normally think of, I think, I guess. Well, I think when people do cured research at a national level, for at least in the U.S., you don't think, you don't worry about localization. You don't worry about um, miscommunicating or misunderstanding like you would if you were going, okay, well, here's the keywords that normally people search for in English. Now we're going to target Spanish speakers in the U.S. or we're going to target someone in Quebec, not just Canada. Or, you know, we're going to go for international keywords. Now we need someone to translate it. We need them to translate it, not just direct, but, you know, there's localization. I don't think people think about localization when you're just targeting here in the U.S. or even in your own country, like the example we did with, you know, within just England or Wales. And and other factors, if you've lived in other places or if things have changed like that, like, for example, when I, you know, first moved to Fiji, they would call the apartments or whatever that you lived in flats, and that came from their influence when they were um, owned or whatever by England. And, of course, everyone over there calls it a flat, and so, like, even I catch myself over here when I'm talking about things like that, I'm like, oh, you're going to check out that flat. And people look at me like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, oh, apartment. He's <laughs> talking about an apartment, yep, or a yep. condo. Yeah, exactly. And so there's that influence that, that mixes into the to that there. And so I guess, um, you know, my final thoughts on this uh, before I pass over to you for your final thoughts would be like, you know, this is just that kind of stinking um, that brands need to be doing and figuring out like it, it it all goes back to what they're selling specifically it goes back to the kind of crowd that they're trying to get it goes back to you know the different influences that are around just everything that we've talked about and just factor that into your ads and like you said too Dave test you know if you're curious to see if a uh, if you're sell if you're selling tennis shoes <laughs> You know, what What gets you a better an ROI with uh, certain areas that you're in? Is it tennis shoes or is it sneakers? Is it whatever else? Basketball shoes? So those are just some final thoughts, and, and uh, I'll leave it to you to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, I think the examples we gave most likely do not impact anyone's e-commerce or lead gen type things. But think about what your customers and prospects call things. And that's what usually what goes, for me, it goes back to, it's like, look at what people are actually searching in your PPC data. Look at what the actual query queries are in your Bing webmaster or Google webmaster tools. Listen to sales calls, listen to customer service calls. What are people calling your product? What are they calling your service? What, how are they referencing things? And what, like, just how are they speaking about things for me? understanding what they're calling it, whether it's a regional thing or an industry thing, it's all the same to me. It's I, I want to be able to speak to them and not just mark, marketing vomit on them. <laughs> marketing vomit. Yeah, it's, it's usually what it ends up being. It's marketing vomit. Like, come look at our doohickey that, you know, we've named something that has no impact on what it does or what problem it solves. But we thought it was really cool, and here's the name of it. And you'll hear this ad and you have no idea what the heck it does. Or like Pam Lund, who does like, I swear, once a week, what are they selling in this ad? Oh and gosh, she'll post on great. Twitter, yep. you know, and everyone's just guessing. It's the <laughs> it's the table. It's the paintings. It's the rug. We don't know. 
you know, today, and it's today it's a, it was uh, the glove or the pants or the just some weird uh, golfer looking dude. Yeah, like no idea. No idea. And that's what you'll come across. So, all right. Well, um, we appreciate you guys uh, listening. And as always, if you if you enjoy this podcast, please go to iTunes and give us a five star review. And uh, for Dave Rohr with Northside Metrics, I'm Matt Soltzel with Avalanche Media, and we appreciate you joining us on this podcast. Bye. Thanks.